seasonal transition period. Four guys who enjoy looking at horses and punting on horses band together to give you mail on horses. Live from wherever their families allow them to record, Drew Patchell. A good idea is a good idea forever. Pete Anthonis. I was just wondering, will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? Rob Scurry. There's good news and bad news. The bad news is, Neil will be taking over both branches and some of you will lose your jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On a more positive note, the good news is, I've been promoted. And Jack Dickens. You're still thinking about the bad news, aren't you? It's not good news, David. It's only bad news and irrelevant news. Yeah, that's not a phrase, though, is it? I couldn't come out and go, oh, I've got some bad news and some irrelevant news. This is The Mailbag. Good evening, Grizzy. How's things? I've gone pretty well, Petey. You're the uh, man of the moment in WA now with Gareth Hall moving on, I hear. I am almost certainly not. Um, <laughs> Gareth's done great things over here, um, but there is going to be many more qualified people doing breakfast radio over here and uh, and hosting the gig. I'm just there to, to try and find winners. I thought we'd be seeing you getting up at uh, 5 a.m. for the 6 a.m. slot, mate. I thought that would like suit your lifestyle down to a T. There is no chance of that happening. <laughs> Gotta love it. So we're looking at a Flemington meeting, mate. They had – it was a soft five, and they upgraded it somehow late in the day to, to good four. I personally don't think it was good four, but, hey, they can do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I was going to say the, uh, the times and the overall figures probably don't suggest uh, that was the case. Uh, to mine, they don't, but it's it's one of those things where, look, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, they don't upgrade to a good four from a soft five willy-nilly. Mm. So, yeah, overall, there were slow times throughout the meeting. I would say that when there was a slow time run, you definitely want to be on speed, and you can say there was a trend during the day that you wanted to be on speed. So... Um, the only the only races where they may become and made up ground were the ones where they run hard. Um, but even then, those horses are still you know in the staying race, sitting you know six in run. So it was a, it was a tough day overall for punters, but not for mounting yard male members. Yeah, Dicko was uh, actually both Dicko and Rob both had uh, good days, obviously. But uh, yeah, Dicko in particular just nailed a couple of races there. Well, what it could have been was a massive day if race one had turned out as well as the tipping went for it. Yeah, uh, so let's get into race one. And uh, didn't go particularly quick up front, and I guess El Cuestro lost the race early on. Yeah, so they've absolutely crawled six lengths slow to the 600. This is a result of Nikita Berryman handing up the lead on El Cuestro. <sighs> It was held up for a run to the 200, got through to run the fifth best final 200 metres of the day in a 1,400-metre race, but the rides lost it. Like, this is a horse, you look at its last two runs, they wanted to get off the rail. She's had the opportunity to lead off a slow tempo. She's given it up. She's got stuck in the deaf seat. Dicko said in the pregame pod that I may be sitting, maybe post-race tweeting about the ride from Nikita, and he was dead set right. So... 
look, I don't think he wants to feel good about that because he's put two, two and a half units on this thing from the yard. It was a standout and it clearly should have won. Credit to Michael Walker. He's kept it in around the turn on Miss Mandito and he's won the race by doing that. So he's outridden Nikita here. Look, El Questro is a horse to keep following. There's no times out of the race, but it's a really good horse. It just, it can do anything, this prep. And with the right run, it wins next start. Okay, race two was over 2,000 metres. I had no interest in this race uh, before the event, and I don't really have any interest in it afterwards either. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot to say about it. 2,000 metre race, Barry the Baptist led them around. Speed was four lengths fast to the 600. Uh, Mascalino has sat outside leader. Lucky King's gone very early on the horse, especially when you consider that he's come out of a really slowly run race at Caulfield, so he may not have had the base to do it. I personally thought it was a, gra- a great ride. I like seeing intent. I like seeing you, uh, a jockey, you know, take it up and say, okay, I've got the best horse here. They've gapped third by four and a half lengths. So he must have done something right there, I would say. And look, second bullet is game as the day is long. Six horse field it was always going to be suited because it normally just gets too far back and flashes home. Now, the reason why I didn't bet up here on the horse, so Dico Senna is a half unit bet, I'm pretty sure, from the yard. So we've got a bit of a collect there. And I have to say I had, I had half my normal sizing bet on it because I didn't think this horse would handle a soft five track. While the stewards later in the day may have sold, told us it's closer to a good four. So that's probably why it's handled it more than it did. I still thought the horse didn't handle it as well as it could. So... Um, yeah, look, second bullet has a bit more to come from that run for mine. Okay, race three, uh, only one on a short favourite. Yeah, 1,600 metre race for the three-year-olds. They've gone fairly slow out front, two lengths slower to the, slower than the class benchmark to the 600. And guess what? They've just been outridden by Ollie. He's got a sixty favourite, been given a cherry ripe ride out front, and nothing could run past him. Mr. Exclusive is going extremely well this prep. Um, I think it's got a win in it in city class. It just needs to not run into a really good type. So it's a horse I can keep following. Heavenly Emperor, Bo's just not been able to slot in and then not shown any intent. So he's just sat three wide the trip. Horses run well and still run third. Um, the others out the back are just numbers for me. Asgard Massif is clearly um, end of prep. Wasn't suited by tempo, but that was just horrible. Uh, race four, um, I was pretty keen on the chances of future score based on the punting form data leading into the event and uh, produced a, a reasonably good figure overall. Uh, so you and I were on the opposite sides of this. I was a, a $2,000 result on Bo Belmain and a um, negative result on future score. <laughs> so it was a painful uh, – okay, to be fair, I went each way Bo Belmain, but, you know – it was a painful, painful, painful photo because I actually thought Belmain held on. I'm pretty good at picking those, but nope, I was wrong. Um, data-wise, they've gone fast here, three and a half lengths fast to the 600. Belmain's pulled throughout the race, so I thought it spent a lot of its energy doing that. Future score horribly held up, got out late. It was three lengths off at about the 200 and just stormed home for the win. So really good for Craigie to get out and get the win. It's a horse at this distance you can keep backing. I think Belba Main's still got more to come on what it did there fitness-wise. Um, outside of that, shooting the mob just poorly weighted, and they absolutely laid the crap out of it. 
jumped about sevens or eights. It started, you know, it was $4 earlier in the week. Mawadi Machines led them along at the hot tempo and just knocked up. Last week was poor. It's a horse you can probably never back again. Observational, they've whipped the crap out of it. Or mate Benny's been fined. It actually loomed at the 200. I thought it may have just been going straight past Bo, but it's been beaten a length and a half. It's a horse that just wants tempo and it got it there. So it's running pretty well considering. And speaking of uh, tempo, there was not very much in the next race. Fabulansky led the whole way and held off Rubisaki, who went down at the short quote. Yeah, this wasn't a good um, – after, you know, getting absolutely done in the first, then getting done by Belbermain, my best of the day, I've unloaded on Rubisaki, and guess what? They've run absolutely slow here, five and a half lengths slow to 600. Rubisaki's every every chance, but it's gone five lengths slower to the 600 here than last start where it was perfectly suited and spanked a good field. It's beaten them all home, bar one being Fabulansky at 50s, who has improved five lengths on the punting form data. So it has gone five lengths faster than it ever has before, even off a slow tempo. So it's completely turned its form around by leading. So good ride by, uh, it's Meech on board, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, Meechy. Damn, she's good on front runners. Um, Look, Pancho, very good horse. Moonlight Maid, very good horse. Night Passage, too far back, probably a good horse. I think there are some really good horses in this race. I wouldn't probably be wanting to follow Fabulansky, although if you go watch the replay and look at the final 100 metres and look at Ruby Saki's size compared to Fabulansky, it was like looking at me versus Dicko on film. Ruby Saki's a little scrawny little runt who would play in the midfield, and I was this overweight... Uh, out of his prime Fev Favola, uh, <laughs> who's playing up forward and just knocking people around. So Fabulansky probably looks a derby type of anything and not a surprise with Robbie Lang. Yeah, yep. And also, I guess, given the uh, the breeding behind it as well. Yeah, Polanski being that. Yep. Uh, race six, um, obviously one for Dicko here with not a single cent out of the yard um, with Benny Mellon with the spurs on, but uh, they went reasonably quick up front, uh, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Ten lengths fast to the 600, so they've absolutely stormed along. This is the race where they've come home from the back. Those that sat last and second last were not a single cent, and Wealthy Wolf, they finished first and second. Uh, reflect the stars to come from well back. It was well backed, even though it had no data previously. American in Paris was expected to be there in the finish. Um, Dogmatic's been beaten two and a half lengths. It has pulled up, and this isn't a surprise. Uh, bilateral lameness. So I had to go look up what that meant from the stewards' report. It means lameness in multiple joints. So to be beaten two and a half lengths and to pull up lame in more than one joint is a pretty, pretty big feat, but it just shows that they've kind of pushed this horse too hard. Uh, they've been running some really solid sectionals, keep backing it up. And yeah, it probably shouldn't have gone around on the weekend. Okay. Um, race seven uh, was the one that caused a bit of a stir unless you're in WA, in which case you're just counting cash after a <sighs> few nervous moments because Chrissy Parnham flying over for Neville, who was also on course. It's a pretty good team, and when they both show up in Victoria, they're usually there for a reason. Good on you, Malibu style. What a what a magnificent specimen. Yeah, jumped 16s on Betfair. That may have been in part due to it being slowly out. So sometimes this has been two weeks in a row we've, we've actually been a bit blessed because Voilier, last week at Caulfield, we backed 
and the BSP has jumped at 16s as well, even though it started 10s a tote because it was kind of slow out. And there are a few people laying with that type of, type of information as they jump. Um, look, slowly run race through and it's three lengths slower than class benchmark to the 600. That's allowed Malibu style to slow out to get a decent position, railed and got the win. I personally thought D Oliver got caught napping on Milwaukee. He took forever to, to finally let the horse go. He's missed the boat. I don't think he saw Malibu style on the inside of him and it's cost him the victory. Um, I thought if he got going sooner, he probably beats Malibu home. Uh, that's just a personal opinion though. And this is an opinions game. Uh, I'm telling you, it continues to run strong sectionals. Will they ever put this horse into a race? I'll never know. Um, the day they sit this horse midfield or better is the day it finally wins at Flemington. Uh, Hell Lawson, EIPH, and Invincible L Lameness, both issues. Now, I'm just going to go off on a bit of a rant here for you, Petey, if that's okay. Yep. So my thoughts on what's happened at the barriers – Correct weight was delayed. Look, the stewards have looked in and said that even though the horse momentarily broke open its front gates just prior to the start being affected, they were satisfied it didn't gain an unfair advantage. So for mine, I think this horse should have been scratched. So the horse has broken through the gates and the jockeys had an opportunity to restrain the horse who's broken the gates, gone up in the air, and by the time that the, the starters let him go, yeah, it's missed it by about a length. But what happens if he doesn't open the gates? Like, that's the unknown right there. And for me, the horse could have missed a five lengths. We don't know. But the jockey's had an opportunity to settle his horse and just to get it going. And I think that's what's won in the race. Uh, so I have a few questions here. First of all, why do not we? Why do we not have sensors on the gate that when a gate is opened, that the starters button doesn't work. That should quite easily be something you can make technology-wise and get implemented. So there's how you fix the issue. But secondly, why do we have so many gray areas in racing? Now, I'm a massive non-believer in the DQ rule for being weighing in light, right? But I know what the rule is. If they're a gram over 0.5 kilograms underweight, the horse and jockey are going to be DQ'd from the race. It's crystal clear. As punters, we know exactly what we're going to get instead of having to essentially trust what the stewards are going to say, you know, in in a real gray area. In a time when racing's trying to attract punters back to the track and get them back into punting because it relies on the punting dollar, we don't need these gray areas. You, you, you just look at the AFL and what's happening with the camera review at the moment. It's like one of it's something they've implemented, and there are so many gray areas. Everyone's frustrated by it. We don't need these. It needs to be looked at. It needs to be fixed up, and we need to put in the technology that prevents this happening going forward. I say, bring on artificial intelligence to take over the world, Druzy. Uh, re- re- well, remove human error from all forms. <laughs> give it a hundred years. Hope humans won't even exist. AI will have taken us over. Good old Skynet. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, look, uh, Chris Parnham won the right or won the race in multiple stages during that event, and and what he did there early to actually get get the horse settled and get it out mm. as quickly as he could. Obviously, uh, that was in part due to the horse winning overall. But bloody hell, we go from one WA win in straight into another. That West is best form, just outstanding. There was fill-ups all over Belmont Park. It was just amazing, just listening to the crowd go absolutely bonkers when Rykovic got up. 
You didn't have a multi, did you? Because that would have been, what, eights into 18s? No, I, I didn't have the multi. I just level staked both. So it'd be 112 to 1 just to, to get you up if you did have that multi? Ooh. I'm sure someone would have. On oh, some WA locals definitely would have. Um, yeah, they've gone slow here, nearly two lengths slow to the 600. You had to be on speed in this race to be getting through the line. Uh, by on speed, I mean setting midfield or better. Yeah, look, Rekovic has just sat off them and just, look, Meech has got it going and it's one by three lengths. It's absolutely blows them. Now, Lindsay Smith, past 12 months, is absolutely dominating SP. 12% ROI if you back every Lindsay Smith stable horse. So I found that a very interesting uh, stat. Yeah, he's a real good trainer. Um, he will present his horses rock fit, obviously coming from the trots background. So mm. they're never going around unfit, that's for sure. But, yeah, his, his stable's flying over here at the moment. And uh, obviously he's just kicked into top gear over east. But that, that's not something that's uh, unexpected. He, he did go through these massive peaks at times where he just seemingly just had winners coming out of everywhere. So... Yeah, it's uh, good to see, obviously, the West Connection doing well over there, and I think he's got a fair few horses coming across uh, to join him soon. Yeah, and Blackheart Bart coming back into the stable, which is of interest. I just want to say, while I, 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 I may not agree with it, um, there are so many hoops you've got to go through to get them back to the to racing, but I've seen so many horses. Like, there was a horse that ran second to Black Caviar in Morfittville in the Goodwood, right? It then, you know, was off two years, and it ran dead last eight races, ten races in a row because it was so poorly handicapped and it was coming back from injury. Not a single person mentioned it. So I don't think there should be a difference with Blackheart Bart compared to any other horse that's going around in a BM58. So if they if it's right to race, I think let it race, or we need to put stricter rules in place. Oh, look, I mean, for me, we, we had a horse at uh, our stable that won for the – I think it had its first start in something like 700 days. It was over <laughs> two years, and it won first up. Um, yeah. And the trainer basically said, well, he could walk again. And so he was, you know, took his time, didn't rush him at any stage, and the horse came back to to full fitness. See, I, 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 as an owner, so removing the punter's hat for a, for a moment, and obviously I don't know any of the background behind Blackheart Bart, but as an owner I would be – appalled if my horse was being put back into work when it still had injury concerns but yeah if it is physically well and by physically well probably better than in full health more so than it had been the entire of the last preparation it was racing and it wants to race again it's not really up to anyone else is it exactly and that's from what i'm hearing exactly black art bart spent a year in the you know out in the paddocks and he's just got that zest for life um, just finishing off race eight, Romancer was heavily backed 12s into fives. It just didn't have the tempo run to suit and just found one better. Waging War statistically could not win. Williams has snicked it back. It ran 7.3 lengths slow compared to the class benchmark to the 600s. You just can't win doing that. Um, I have no idea why he snicked it as a horse that better settles forward. So, yeah, puzzling run. Okay, and that brings us to the last. It was Great Duchess holding off. Shawnee. Yeah, um, Shawnee was lay of the day. Couldn't see the tempo on here. They've gone slightly below class benchmark here. So, look, with that happening, Shawnee was always vulnerable. Shawnee sat three wide the trip. And to be fair to Craig Williams, 
I want to say that was exactly the right thing to do instead of sneaking back because I don't think he was a statistical chance to win if he took it, you know, near last. So he's done the right thing there. Shamal Lass was fives out to tens in his run dead last, so someone clearly knew something about the horse. Um, Wheel Grace is a horse that was kind of backed, you know, 31s in the 17s on the day. It stuck on pretty well out front. I thought it was an eye-catcher from the race. It, it can do something next start. Uh, Great Duchess, look, this is where I think it may have been slow, you know, a soft five instead of a good four because I think this horse really wants it wet. And it's just found another gear, just sprinted home nicely. The disappointment for me was Camille. It was my value of the day. Stable advised in the morning they'll be going forward. Slightly slow out, but Thornton showed absolutely no intent, did not push the horse out one bit, settled out the back, and the horses ran home, you know, reasonably well. Final 200 was as good. Actually, it was better than Shawnee's. So, yeah, I, I thought it should have been there or thereabouts for a place, but I have to follow it up next up. Alrighty, Drewzy, what are you stamping from the meeting? So what's the, the main follow of the entire card? I'd be interested to see where Reykjavik goes because it's one by three lengths. It's extremely well handicapped. I mean, it, it'll go up maybe a couple of kilos for that, but it won't be given any stupid weight and it can go to an even faster race and run, run even better. So if it finds another 1600 meter race around at the moment, it can keep going from strength to strength and there'll be a few around in the next few weeks. Um, Milwaukee, I can just follow consistently. I'd love to get some info from the, I'm telling you yard, if they're actually going to not sit dead last for once in the next race and probably follow it forward. Um, be interesting to see where not a single cent goes, but I think it's probably a bit limited. Look, I am pretty keen to follow that uh, Taj Rossi series final race. So the Ruby Saki, Pancho, Moonlight Maid, I think they're really good horses. Night Passage will be Overs next start. Fabulansky, I probably want to take it on. Bulbo Main and Future Score over the staying distances, definitely. Um, and yeah, Mr. Exclusive, I think, can go around next start and have a win in him. But Look, the clear follow, I think El Questro's the horse of the moment and it's on the up and it'll get into a low-grade race and start 250 next start and probably be hard to beat. All righty. Thanks for that, Drewzy. Yeah, thanks very much, Pete. Good talking to you and, yeah, straight on to talking to Rob up north. All righty. Go well. And now we head up north to Rob Scurry, who was coming off a really good day at Randwick. Rob, how are we doing? We're well, Drew. You know, Monday night, rolling on. Had a good weekend. Even my uh, underrated dogs got up over your cats. Did you see that? I've been tipping the dogs for a while. Yeah, look, realistically, if you watched that first quarter, we should have probably been 30, 40 points up. We was all over them. We didn't take our chances, and then we were outplayed for the next three quarters by the dogs. So yeah, not yeah. much to really say about that apart from we didn't take our chances. I think, look, How on good our are day, the dogs? On our, day, team? on our day, I think the Cats are still the best team in the league. Oh, at, no doubt, no doubt. But we're vulnerable at Etihad and at the MCG, so... We're not going to get our home grand finals, are we? Unless we play like the the Giants, so we're in a bit of strife if, if we can't play the MCG well. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, it's a very even year, exciting. We should probably talk about horses, though, mate. Um, it was family day at the races, so I actually brought the missus along and the, and the two kids. Um, so I was trying to kind of serve two masters for the first half of the day and the second half of the day. And um, kids had a great time. It was a beautiful day out at Randwick. Um, but, you know, the numbers were good early, but I just couldn't quite capitalise. And once, once, once they bailed, we turned it around and had a really good day. Uh, so you got them, got you got them out of there at halftime. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, the missus has had enough anyway. They've been in for three hours. They, were, they really put on a good spread. There was like Sydney Sixes. There was you could play rugby league. You could petting zoo, pony rides, jumping castles. Well with the jockeys, which is pretty yeah. like that's something I want to see more of. Like that's the one thing I think that Melbourne does horribly is like we don't actually make jockeys real people. Like you can't actually meet them. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, look. You know, I, I have lots of pots at the SGC um, and or the ATC, whatever it is these days. Um, but yeah, they, they put on a really good day. Um, they seem to have too many security guys. The guys didn't know what to do, just kind of walking around in big menacing groups with you know these <laughs> mum people pushing prams around. So yeah, a, a lot of the drunks kind of were on, on better behaviour. You know, you don't want to act like a complete dickhead when. Well, don't worry. They they they, they got their money at the end of the day when they were forcing you out of there before the last at Flemington. Uh, yeah, well. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, race race one was a two-year-old race. There was a few scratchings. Um, they came for this, the grey frosty rocks who I sent out on top. Um, but before I launch into the horses, is there anything we can talk about on the punting form data here? Yeah, punting form data. They've got six lengths slow class benchmark-wise to the 600. So it's just been a sit and sprint on speed, and obviously Rule the World's got the job done. Yeah, look, it, it's um, I, I sent it out second in the numbers. Um, I just thought it's, it's not your typical wet tracker. Um, kind of, it is a rangy thing. Um, they reckon it'll go up in distance. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think they're going to put it out, which is, is what they should be doing. Um, it, could, it could make it a half decent three-year-old, you know. Um, yeah, oh, it's I'm sorry. Special, isn't it? So, like, Betcha Flying's been a huge run considering the lack of tempo. Like, it's not been suited one bit. So, mm-hmm. you can see why Rule the World fell in and why Betcha Flying's probably a, a horse to follow. Yeah, well, look, yeah, I, I, I had a good result on him um, when it won it with, with Kathy on, Dark Prince off. Um, just just got up. Um, Roman Wolf has been, you know, it's been in the numbers with me for a while now. It, it seemed to have come to the end of it. I'm gonna, I'm pretty confident in saying that. Um, I thought Strange Charm. I think it had that third look, look at, at top for Cummings, which has been a really hot stable. I think I even had the comment. The only one I couldn't, I didn't think could win the race was uh, Siesta K, um, who has run last, but SP'd at six dollars on Betfair.com.au um, was really short. Um, but never likely. Um, Rule the world is going out. Frosty Rocks can win a race. Betcha Flying can win a race. Um, that's it. Move on. Yeah, I just mentioned old mate Kathy O'Hara since she's probably getting more plum rides at the moment. Like if I go back through and look who yeah. she's been riding, Dr. Drill, Handfast, Betcha Flying, Monsieur Susu. Like there are some pretty good horses and pretty good chances. She's only ridden three winners in the past 50, negative 82% ROI. So she's getting the chances, but she ain't getting it done, mate. So she is, in my opinion, not not one of the leading city class jockeys. So I I try and bet around her where possible. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Kath. Look, she's been going all right. She, she got that thing home the other week at Randwick. Um, you know, on a front runner, she's all right. She seems to have a yeah. um at the moment. Front runners, I would like, take her. Yeah, six, six months ago, she was absolutely unbackable um, and embarrassing when I kind of tipped her with units that I was tipping a cath horse, but I was doing that kind of thing. Um, but now she's, yeah, she, she, she's fairly, comp- yeah, you, you can't give her a tick. Yeah, and I'll just be fair, she didn't do anything wrong on that ride. She did everything right just from where the horse settled. It's just, you know, it didn't pace suit it, and her stats will probably look better if there was a bit more pace on. Anyway, on to race number two, the Tab Highway. 1,000 metres, they have gone two lengths fast to the 600 metres, and it's allowed a backmarker in San Marco to come down the outside, mm. if I remember correctly. The, and That's that was correct. about the only one on the day that kind of did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think Hong Kong Darren um, kind of went early and said they'll be doing <laughs> that for the rest of the day. Um, didn't quite work out like that. Uh, look, I think this is a pretty forgettable highway. Uh, it's over a thousand metres as well. Um, I'd rather not talk about it. You know, yeah, I don't. No. Know. <laughs> let's, let's move on. I'm more than happy to skip a highway. I'm more than happy to skip betting in highways anymore. To be quite honest, they're just. I think there are. Unless you know something's very specific about a horse that's going to improve significantly, it's a bad betting proposition. On to, sorry, you go. Yeah, I'm just going to say, if you looked at my data, that it would back that up. Um, I, I've struggled in highways. We had a good result in Gumshoe a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, on the whole, highways. Um, and I think I like the, uh, you know, the, the really good highway horse. Was it? Is it Noble Boy? Yep. No, um, it, that's the only thing we've had to actually crack at a, a short price in a highway. So um, anyway, back to this good horse, Sir, Sir Elton. Yeah, race three, 1,100 metres, BM70. They've gone around 1.6 lengths fast, so, you know, a decent clip out front. They haven't actually recorded much overall time-wise. Like, they've gone 2.6 lengths slow for the class. So the win looked just breezy easy for Sir Elton to the eye. The data doesn't back it up necessarily, but this horse does look like it's got a fair bit of class. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it, 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 to me, it just looks a little bit underdone, but I think I said decent decent type or something in the text. He's pro- I was probably being a bit harsh. Um, it's better than decent. It's a good type. Um, underdone. Did everything right. Um, they got offered $1.6 million for it, I heard today, uh, on the rant. Um, they run. They should be. They should be. It's a gelding. You know, that's a, that's a lot of races or one of these really big races. I, I don't think it's a easy crop of four-year-olds. There's, there's certainly a few good 12 to 1,600-meter horses going around and that sort of um, – but, yeah, um, he, he's, a, he's a good horse. Um, Diodoro um, was okay for him, uh, but at top. But I think I, I sent out Embracer as a bet. It was sort of slowly away. It might have come to the end of it. Um, it was a gay water house horse, I thought, still – was you know did, didn't look like he still had another run in him um old mate in the lift on the way down it was, it was me him and mark sheen you know mark asked me um what do you like rob uh you know how'd you go there i was oh you know the fact like embracer you know i got a bit off i went to miss the start so like, yeah fair enough and the old mate this guy just goes just doesn't look like a saturday horse embracer it's not, not a saturday horse i'm like okay um <laughs> fair enough mate but, you know, there's not many good Saturday horses going around in, in June. Um, that, that There's very few on the card. But Sir, Sir Elton definitely looks like a Saturday horse. You know, could he get to a benchmark 90, 100 rating, something like that? Yeah, I think he could. So 
they should be taking this 1.6 million. Fair enough. Well, let's move on to race number four, 1600 meters, BM78. The German import attention run first up for the Chris Lee stable has won it. They have gone one length slow to the 600 and overall it's just been right on the class benchmark uh, figures for attention run who looked gone at the 300 and then says rallied late to go right past them because I'm pretty sure Hong Kong Darren wasn't calling it until the final 50. Yeah, I look. Yeah, it looked, it looked like the um, second, third horse. We're going to fight it out, but this is a pretty low grade race. I'm, you know, the misses and the kids were still with us, and I don't know how you know didn't have something on this uh, winner because I sent it out in the numbers. I said you know close to top, um, wet track type, you know, and it's twenties, and and I've ended up backing this. I'm pretty strong, which the market was pretty strong for, um, but it looked like not necessarily. A wet track type, but I was thinking it's it by Street Cry, um, so I thought, oh, you know, they, they kind of go right, you know, clutching at straws a little bit. But I, I didn't want to back I didn't want to back Sweet Victory, so I was looking for something else. Like I couldn't have the the uh, crew at 4:30 or anywhere near that. Um, and Costello, I had a couple of looks at it. He, he seemed um, pretty close to his top, um, but it seemed just a bit short uh, for the horse. So uh, this attention run getting away from me is is, is, is annoying. Um, wet track type, barely a Saturday horse to look at. Um, maybe Anders next start. Fair enough. How's the how's the data? And, and I'm reckoning it's 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 no good. Uh, look, realistically, they've run benchmark class benchmark here. Um, look, the data's okay for the race, but it's nothing special. It's nothing that you go, well, I want to follow these up in class. Yeah, you don't want to follow any of these up in class. Um, move on to the staying race. Definitely. So 2,400 metres, BM78, the Renwick Mayors Cup. They have gone 8.8 lengths fast out in front. It has been set up for the best stayers. And um, what do you know? Cap Fever has just held off our candidate, who looked immoral at the top of the straight the way it was travelling. But you probably just had to make too large a run, realistically. Yeah. Oh, kills me about this one. Um, it's, a, it's a stay out race, but had the first four in the numbers. Um, Cap fever, I said glowing, which is you know one of the biggest ticks I can give a horse when you really think a horse is glowing. You know, it had its, it had the seizing run at 2400 start before. In, in my head, you know that failure, I just chalked up to being you know it doesn't get 2400. But you know, it's just an old old plotter who's who's really you know in a rich vein at the moment. It's, it's probably about his eighth run this prep or something. Um, and the horse was glowing. So again, to let it go around at nineteen dollars and. To make it worse, I was on the second horse, um, <laughs> personally. Um, so, yeah, a bit, bit dark after this race. But um, what else can we say? Bobby D, um, he looks similar to the start before. Um, Kel Storm, as I said, he's a bit of a Clydesdale. Um, Jake's Hill looked at top, um, was in the numbers. Um, yeah, and so was Kel Storm, and so was Cap Fever. So, yeah, just, just – uh, yeah. Old bunch of stars, mate. We'll, we'll move on, eh? Yep. Uh, well, this is where you turn the day around from here. So BM88 over 1,800 metres. Uh, they've gone 1.5 lengths fast to the 600, recorded uh, slightly better than class benchmark overall. Dr. Drill was $2.60 out the gates to close to $5, so people want to be against it for whatever reason. It's run a blinder, all things considered. But Wugok has just been too powerful through the line, got the win from... 
It was the pretty big spread from second to six. There was only 0.6 lengths in it. Mm. Dr. Drill, White Boots, Mongolian, Wolfie, Flash, Tome, Dagny, and Zucan. Um, Wugok, you know, we were on at the start before, went around well. Um, he just chilled out a little bit. He prayed a really sharp to my mind, perfect for Walla, you know, not quite rock hard. Um, Never looked like losing, you know. He's had a great – it just ticked every single box. Plus, it had Blake Shin, who's – I'm not sure what punningform.com.au's got him, you know, strike rate ride. But I reckon it would be up in 30%, 20 30%. Uh, he's right on 30%. Uh, so, 15 winners from the past 50. And he is going at 64% placing, which is insane. Like, that is a massive number. And – for a top jockey to be a 7.3% positive ROI, that is very rare. Mm. Like well, you won't find James McDonald or Kieran McAvoy. Yeah, in that range, it's you know? incredible. And how did this thing go around at 350 when it looked like it did in the yard? It's form. You know, it's, it had sat there form. It had the lead up um, two weeks ago on a similar style track. I think we had, we had a small play on um, Mongolian Wolf as like a, and Zorkan, um, both parading well. Um, I missed. Dr. Drill, um, couldn't find a spot for it in the numbers. Um, White Boots, you know, paraded really well. He was in the numbers. Um, yeah. What can we follow out of the race? Um, I think that these horses just go around again. It looks like Mongolian Wolf's getting close to win on a wet track somewhere. He's, he's parading really well. Key for that horse is its last two wins have been over 2,000 metres and 2,400. It handles a good track or heavy track, but... Yeah, I think it does need something going its way. Like, it's a yeah. very inconsistent horse. It's hard to catch. Oh, totally. I, I think it's probably more suited to softer tracks as it you know, slows other horses down. I'm not saying he's a good horse, but he's looking well, parading well, and, you know, seems to be improving and running well. Um, we've got – I guess he can go, go around again if he parades in that sharp manner. Um, you know, looking forward to the contest, um, then – I could, you know, certainly back him again in this kind of race. You know, white boots will probably go around again. And if he gets a better setup, he could, you know, he'll be in the finish again. So, um, you know, these are your, your, your winter Saturday battlers and um, they go round and round. Dagny, <laughs> oh mate. So let's move on to race seven. This is the most interesting race of the day. And I'll give you the data, and then I'll tell you why it's the most interesting one. And sorry to Mark Rodenauer, uh, maybe he'll probably be listening, but this will infuriate you. So first of all, to the 600, they've gone 4.2 length slow, so Invictus Salute, who's one, is absolutely suited. Overall, they've actually beaten the class benchmark by 1.6 lengths, so they've really sprinted home. It's been a good sprint home, and there's some classy horses. Stewards report. Natalia, who has been beaten 0.1 lengths. Mm-hmm. Stewards permitted how much. T. Clark to ride the filly 0.5 kilograms over its declared weight. Oh, that just rubs it in, doesn't it? That's the difference between a win and a loss. Is this a professional sport or is it not? Like, why do you declare you can make a weight and then you can't make it? Like, what's what's the point of having weight scales and declaring weights if these jockeys can't make the weights? Now, this is not me having a crack at people not making weights because I can understand how tough it is, but clearly you can't allow jockeys to go around over the declared weight. Like, we, this is happening more and more often, so we even need to raise, sorry, raise the weight limit so that 
it's more suitable for these jockeys to be able to make it or, you know, we need to start scratching these jockeys from, from rides if they can't make the weight that they've agreed to ride at. Like that's, that could have cost the horse its win. We don't know for certain, but it's kind of like the whip rule. I can tell you, I know that six whips over will get your horse an extra length or two. And I tell you what, half a kilo, it can make the difference in the end. Yeah. I don't know. You you, got to roll with it and not stress about it too much. It's, it is a great game. I think I think I'd be pretty dirty if I backed Natalia there. But guess what? I've followed you in on Invictus Salute because I thought it it hit every single note, and we both agreed on this. You liked it severely from the yard, and I've said checks all boxes. So yeah, both launched. Yeah. Um. Oh, look, I did have savers with you know. Um. The I actually didn't didn't have a really good look at the eleven. Um. I just just thought it was. Clearly, uh, eight from five from seven, and you know whatever's next. I, I kind of, I think I put in Latin boy in for fourth. Um, but yeah, N- Natalia didn't really kind of grab me. Um, as as you know, Drew, I, I try not to do any form before um, I look at the horses. Um, so yeah, Invictus Salute. I did remember it uh, from the start before, and um, it just looked look better trained on. Um, you know, I just thought Saturday ran well last start. Saturday, Saturday race. Um, wet track, um, but yeah, look, Christian Reith outriding Timmy Clark um, to get a photo. It, it's 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 all my Christmases at once. It just doesn't. <laughs> I got a little bit lucky, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh, was, not really. When Chrissy's going at forty three percent positive ROI the past fifty rides, so in terms uh, of his SPs, Christian. he's absolutely killing it at the moment. Yeah, he's back in form again. Six months ago, a bit like Kath you could only consider backing him at, you know, out wide in the bush or something. Yeah. Um, but look, look, I thought Royal witness, um, you know, I, I could see myself, you know, back in that, if that went back to a Wednesday thousand meters somewhere, um, I'd, I'd be keen on that. Um, and Victor Saluk can, you know, run well. I, I thought, um, you know, deity out of uh, divine Madonna. Remember her? She was an amazing horse. Yeah. Had a mate whose dad had a share in her. Um, he, he got lucky. Yeah, yeah well, no, I just wasn't so keen on the horses. You know, dad bit bit too much into it. But um, yeah, he he got Divine Madonna in the end. Um, another one called uh, I think Tip and Woody, or like the maybe spelled differently to the footy player. But there was remember Tip Tip and Woody won a um maybe a, a, a Saturday race on um Golden Slipper Day. Uh, anyway, anyway, Tip and Woody was trained by Kavanaugh as well. Where's where's he at? Is he he's got his band off? Is he, is he still getting a few? Anyway, moving on. He's um, back. I, yeah. he's, he's back, but uh, he's not. His horses aren't amazing anymore, are they? What was that about? Um, Deity, yeah, look, paraded well with a glow to its coat. Um, not much else here, mate. The first the first four can all run well again. Uh, Latin boy. You know, down in class, possibly maybe to appreciate a firmer track. Perfect. On to race number eight, BM78 over 1300 meters on the punting form data. They've gone 3.5 lengths fast to the 600, and they've only come home pretty slow. So they actually haven't been class benchmarked by half a length. They've been slower than it. Uh, Lindbergh's been too good to set off them and just got the run through. It was never really getting beat when you watched its run. Bangkok, decent on speed type. Mm. Char- Charaterra, it parades like a moral, doesn't it? And it's just, it's found nothing there off the hot speed. Like, they've probably gone too fast for it. Yeah, look, um, 
I don't think any of these are world beaters um, at all. You know, I'll probably say that about the meeting. You know, it's just a Saturday in uh, July. Um, Lundberg, I found a spot for him in the numbers. Um, looked pretty close to his top. You know, he was praying pretty relaxed, better than he had been. Um, I think we had a bet on Charatera just at the odds. I, I, I just thought the horse was holding condition beautifully, walking like – I think I said chilled or something. It reminds me a bit of Red Cell in the yard. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, it doesn't have the ability. I think they got the same colours. Um, yeah, same colours, yeah. Same syndicator. Um, Shazzy Lee, she's a head case. I think I think I made the note she's the best type here. Um, but, yeah, she's still got an improvement to come. You know, whether she goes in at the barriers is a, is a worry. Um Condor can improve. I thought he was underdone, left him out of the numbers, um, but I, I think he can certainly improve. Uh, maybe drive track would be suit him a bit more. Uh, Kanachi, um, maybe he's had enough for the old champ. Um, he seems to have got, you know, he looked pretty well. He got his soft track and he hasn't really put in. Or maybe he was caught wide. I think he had a tough run. Fair enough. Let's move on to the last race of the day. It is a good way to finish it. BM78 over 1,400 metres for the Phillies and Mares. They have crawled out front 6.4 lengths slow to the 600. Guess what? It's suited on speeders. And Notation has only had to come home 1.5 lengths fast to record nearly five lengths below the class benchmark to get the win here. And it's been a a 2.5 length victory, and you have sent it out on top in the Mounting Yard Mail. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, yeah, I saw her against not whoever. It's last start. I was on the thing that got beat at dollar oh one against Notation, and, and look, I thought she looked better. Um, again, she seemed like she Connemara. Yeah, Connemara. Um, yeah, I was on Connemara, dollar oh one. But yeah, <laughs> Notation. She seemed to put on put on weight, and I, I love that at a horse as it get goes through a prep. Um, you know, she had a bit of a woolly coat, um, so maybe my eyes would deceive me a little bit there. You know, how much of it um, was was fur, how much of it was fat, how much of it was muscle? It's 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 all a bit of, bit of a guesstimation. But you know, she looked like she she she'd really um, she was big in condition, um, parading with sort of sharpness about her. I, I was really keen, and I couldn't work out why she was seven, eight, nine dollars. It was one of those weird things where you. Could, Going, this is. I think this is a four dollars shot. This, this could be kind of all in each way here, um, or I could just, you know, <laughs> just just bet to win a, just bet to win ten units and uh, <laughs> keep it in perspective. No need to so go, Sally. The smart way to go going forward. So, any of the others here stand out apart from her? Oh well, if you talk about stands out, uh, this Wallacita. If you watch it go around, it walks around with its kick and its back leg up. It's bloody yep. hilarious. Um, Echo Gem. I think I found a spot. It, it's it's that, that over the top stage, overtrained for Gay Waterhouse. Um, aim for perfection. It's really well backed here. Um, I just didn't look didn't look like a Saturday horse to me. Look, you know, it was pretty relaxed. Improvement to come. Um, that. This thing, Miss D, looked pretty close to the top. I had that in the numbers. I thought that that you know nothing nothing wrong with the way it paraded, but yeah, just just notation stood out. I think she can run well again. She's probably one probably is my takeaway from the meeting. If she goes around again, two weeks time with the apprentice on, you know, even in this is a mare's race, I think. 
Um, if she goes up to a open company, I, I could certainly consider her if she prays like that or even – I think she can improve. Well, there's no reason she can't go for four on a trot on the trot. So any other takeouts from the meeting apart from that one or is that the main go forward? Yeah, that's pro- probably the main go forward, mate. Um, quickly, uh, as I said, the, the two-year-old rule the world could, you know, end up being an okay middle-distance three-year-old. Um, the highway makes me shiver. Um, Sarah Elton's a good horse. Um, tension run. Oh, no, nothing out of that race. Nothing out of that race. Wugok, you know, those guys, I'll just go around again and again. Um, you know, the first four out of the uh, Invictus Salute race, um, all racing well. I can't take anything out of, you know, if I'm thinking about Shazzy Lee, then I probably shouldn't be talking. Um, <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't take anything really out of, you know, Lundberg could obviously go around well again, but, um, you know, I'd love to take notation, back notation against him. Um, Perfect. Well, looking forward to the week ahead. You're off to Rose Hill this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, winter yeah. Stakes. And interesting, we've got a got a horse resuming potentially that you backed last prep back in October. I know you had a good win on it from the mounting yard called Stampede. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, that was on um, Everest Day. It was, yes. That was a very good get. And Gaybot have it resuming in the winter stakes this Saturday, it looks like. So going to be an interesting race. Okay. Well, I think we've, you know, I'm expecting like a six or a seven next week. It's got a pretty dry week, but it's pretty cold at night. So it's not like the tracks can really dry out that much. Um, Brazil's probably the worst drying track in Sydney as well in, in the city. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, look, I'm Ramwick's still been renovated, so I'm don't totally have a total feel on how quickly it drains. But um, yeah, look, I was saying six or seven, so what's going to knock back four? <laughs> it's probably it's probably like an, an eight or nine now. So you know, yeah. maybe we'll get to a five. Uh, that would be great. But um, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. We've had a little run. Hope it can continue. Can't see why not. Perfect. Well, go well, mate. Have a good one. Uh, cheers, Drew. Bye.